Hello and welcome to StratiChat, where you can listen to real stories about real people and all things Strata. Our goal is to help you understand Strata and inspire you to create your own thriving Strata community. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to StratiChat. Uh, today, I'm sitting here with Mark Atkinson from Atkinson Legal. How are you today, Mark? Uh, delighted uh, to be with you again, Liz. Wonderful. So this is actually episode two in a series of podcasts with Mark, and we're going to be speaking about Once in Now What, which relates to strata schemes and living in the strata. So, Mark, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, for for those of you who who don't know me, I've been working in strata since 1995. The very first scheme I acted for was the owners of Clifftop. Shout out to the good people at uh, Clifftop. I had a win there for the owners, I recall, against an owner who'd been uh, causing them some grief. Thought this looked interesting and I've been doing it ever since. So that's now 26 years, more or less. So I set up my own firm, Atkinson Legal, in 2004 and myself and my uh, team just work on strata law. That's all we do and uh, and we love it. So you obviously this is a really important topic for the reasons that you've just explained. Once in, now what? Do you believe that the strata company Clifftop that was experiencing the issues that the owner who was disputing or had concerns with the strata company wasn't really familiar with strata when they first bought in or what do you believe would have been the yeah, issue? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good question and, and relevant to our topic uh, this morning, Liz, because, uh, and I won't identify the only concern, but uh, it, it is someone who perhaps misunderstood what his obligations were as an owner, what his powers were as an owner in a relatively large strata scheme and misunderstood uh, perhaps what the powers of the strata company were. And I'm happy to say that over the course of some years, we were able to resolve the disputes uh, within that scheme. And it has, I understand, gone from strength to strength since then. So it is a good example of how Within a strata scheme, you can start with some owners with a limited understanding of um, their rights and obligations and the strata company's powers. But over time, that understanding can be increased and performance of the uh, strata scheme can be improved for the benefit of all owners. It's, it's like playing a new game, really, isn't it? Yeah, you have but, to understand the rules, what we're going into. Yeah, look, it, it, it can be a little complex. And one of the things I wanted to talk about firstly, just to sort out, some of this complexity was really who's who in the zoo, who are the players in the strata field, because the language is a little confusing sometimes for new people. And when people ring us up and they're often confused about different roles that people play in the stratosphere. So firstly, I wanted to talk about the strata company. Strata company is just a fiction. It's a fictional company. It consists simply of the owners of the lots from time to time. So as each owner buys into a lot, they become automatically a member of the strata company. Some of those owners, the civic-minded ones, then decide to join the strata council, also sometimes called the council of owners, and they are responsible collectively for the governance of that strata company in that strata scheme. Obviously, you have individual owners who have rights and responsibilities as well. And you have occupiers in the scheme who may or may not be an owner. And an entity that I think plays a uh, significant role in this field is the State Administrative Tribunal as well, where people can go, if they can't resolve the dispute themselves, they can go and seek relief 
from this state administered tribunal. I'll talk about that a little bit later on. Wonderful. Th they're the main players, and it's important that you understand the difference between each of them. Now, some schemes I'll say as well, not all, but some schemes have external strata managers, paid usually, but sometimes you can even have a volunteer strata manager who is an owner, and the strata manager's job is to take on the tasks that are given to them, typically by the council of owners or the strata council. Those tasks can range from a pretty minimal role of just uh, arranging one annual general meeting of owners each year through to managing a very large scheme and, in effect, running the scheme on behalf of the owners and subject to their instructions. So it, it's a diverse role that uh, people like you, Liz, uh, can play in strata schemes. Absolutely, and I think you explained it quite well that it really just depends on the contract and the relationship outlined in the contract as to what role the strata manager takes on. Yeah, often uh, owners who are still trying to find their way in schemes um, say to me, oh, well, look, the, um, the strata company has done something wrong. And it's often, in fact, their complaint is about um, a letter or a call they've had from the strata manager, but in fact, the strata manager has only made that call or sent that letter because they've been instructed to do so by the strata council. So if, if, uh, if more owners can understand the differences in their roles uh, of those key players, then it's more or less likely to uh, to cause disputes. I sort of liken it to the strata company entity, all owners, the council of owners is the management team, like you would in a normal company. And then obviously you've got like a little hierarchy that sort of sits there and the strata manager's off to the side as yeah, the PA the, really. The, 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 corporate, the, the corporate analogy works well for most things. It breaks down a little bit because companies can have and typically do have the larger ones have directors who are not shareholders, whereas in a strata scheme, the strata council, that's the equivalent of the board of directors, can only be composed of owners, so people who have a stake in the scheme, not uh, not any independence as you might have in a corporations act company. But yes, there is a board, that's the strata council, that looks after or governs the strata scheme on behalf of the shareholders, that's the owners, and then the strata managers are often the management team engaged by the board of directors yeah and and aren't the council of owners aren't they actually employed don't they get you know don't they get a salary for doing all that work and aren't know. they there on call all the time for all the owners to go to a little bit of a misunderstanding in strata on most yeah cases, so look it, it, every now and again we, we do find some councillors who who just need to take a step back they are so determined to do good for other owners that they completely not completely but they dedicate a large part of their lives to this volunteer role, it's not paid. They dedicate a large part of their lives to this volunteer role, often, or not often, but sometimes to the detriment of their health. So sometimes with counsellors, I do encourage them to take a step back a little bit and treat it more like a, a, a company. A business. Um, yeah. A business. And, uh, it is really a business, isn't yeah, it? even though it's a community. Small, small yes, business. Yeah. But uh, it, it is and needs to be run like a small business. Yeah, I firmly agree because, you know, you've got some great Council of Owners members, they do a fantastic job and they will be burnt out quite quickly. Um, sadly, a lot of them go into the role. They think it's, you know, Strata's consultative, which that's fairly limited in the consultative area. And so, yeah, it's best to set up a nice, easy system of communication and work on what you really need to work on. Yeah, and look, my in my experience, Strata councils work well when there is a blend or a range of experiences. You, you don't want... In my humble experience, a strata council composed only of lawyers. 
that often won't lead to the best outcome. No disrespect to my fellow lawyers. But nor would you want a strata council composed entirely of strata managers, for example. I don't think that would work out well either. You want a, you want a, a range and a blend of experiences, um, recognising, as I say always, that it is a volunteer role. It's not intended to take over your life and it need not take over your life, particularly if you have a good strata manager on board. And, and the reason for the blend is because the strata company is actually a community. You've got a community of group of people who are living in a property or owning a property by sheer virtue of the fact that they liked the property. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about strata that I enjoy seeing is that it is a community, unlike detached green title housing, a community is created by people buying in and taking ownership um, uh, to look after the place. And when working well, it's it's absolutely fabulous to see. It's efficient use of space. It's, it prevents the destruction of more bushland and it can really contribute to people's sense of well-being. Definitely. So uh, anything else we want to discuss about Council of Owners? We've got certain... No, look, I think, I think we're done no, for the okay, Council yeah. of Owners, okay. but there are some other key facts that I think yep. uh, once people buy in, they, they just need to spend a little bit of time looking at. Firstly, I would encourage uh, all owners, once you've bought in, really understand the difference between what you own as part of your lot and common property. It can be a little complex. Most schemes, it's not that hard to understand what you own yourself as your lot and what's common property. But it is important that you understand it so you understand the bits for which you are responsible solely that you have to repair and maintain and the bits that the strata company has to repair and maintain, which is the common property. So understand that, understand the rules that apply to your lot and the rules that apply to common property and you'll go a long way to avoiding some of the pitfalls that can occasionally arise in strata. Some of the rules that apply to owners and occupiers in schemes are set out in uh, so-called bylaws. Really, bylaws are, are just a, it's just a fancy word, really, for a contract that applies between owners and occupiers and the strata company. And in most schemes, the conduct bylaws are those found in the back of the Strata Titles Act that really set out what owners and occupiers can and uh, can't do on their own lot and in uh, the common property. Most of those bylaws are pretty sensible, so you can't create a nuisance, you can't behave in an offensive manner on common property. And the good thing is that you do have in strata communities the benefit of having those behavioural rules. Unlike in freehold green titles, where if someone behaves offensively, there is no easy remedy in strata schemes, you do have those bylaws that govern the behaviour of owners and occupiers. And then if someone persistently breaches those rules, there is a low-cost solution to getting an order to prevent it reoccurring, uh, which is the State Administrative Tribunal, or SAT, as it's commonly known. So the strata company or the Council of Owners can apply to SAT or even an individual owner, is that Yeah, correct? even an owner or an occupier or the strata company can apply to the tribunal for orders that would stop someone from breaching the bylaws, for example, or require that they do a certain thing to maintain their lot. So you have the benefit of those bylaws that can be enforced in a low-cost way in the tribunal, uh, in the SAT. And our experience is that it provides, the tribunal provides a a quick service and about 85% of disputes that are taken there are, are resolved at or shortly after a mediation. So the odds are that you won't have to go to a final hearing and give evidence. 
but that it will be able to be resolved at a mediation in a relatively uh, quick time. I should should add, uh, Liz, that there's only about, uh, well, less than 200 applications a year currently uh, out of 75,000 odd strata schemes, maybe 400,000 lots in Western Australia that are taken to SAP. So that's not a bad... Um, that's phenomenal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. When, when I, I didn't know that the numbers were so low. When you think about the number of neighbourhood disputes... Oh, gosh. You know, disputes about lawnmowers, barking dogs, all that sort of stuff that exists everywhere in housing. As I say, there's, there's less than 200 applications a year currently are made to the tribunal. So how? So, so just to, to be clear with the orders that we're talking about, so the orders are usually against the offender... Yeah, so the, the orders orders can be tailored to suit the circumstances. So we had a matter recently where there was someone who was consistently parking in the wrong bay, in, not in his bay, and the tribunal ordered that he park in his bay and ultimately, in his bay only, and ultimately if he didn't do that, then he had to be kicked out of the property. So uh, those sorts of orders can be made that are tailored to the circumstances. Wonderful. And just to reiterate that a lot owner may actually apply directly to say. Yep. It's not a difficult process, is it? No. And it's there, not, there's and not, it's there's not an expensive either. Yeah, there's a filing fee, which is less than a couple of hundred dollars. There's an online form that can be filled out that tells you what documents you need. And then the tribunal, once you lodge that form and pay that fee, will give you a hearing date. And is the, is the mediation usually by phone or how? The mediation how? is usually still in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, the, at the tribunal in Hay Street. You don't have the option at the moment? You do have you the option of phone or video conferences, but in my experience, mediations work best face-to-face, and that way people have a chance to look someone in the eye and tell them why it is that their behaviour has been annoying them for so long, and that alone can often lead to a resolution. Just that opportunity to say to another person what impact their behaviour has had on them can resolve the dispute. Fabulous. That's great. Thanks, Mark. And levies, I think we're going to be discussing levies. Yeah, so look, levies are a key thing. Your your sales contract will tell you, or your purchase contract will tell you what the levies are when you buy in. But please note those levies can change. It can go up. It can go down. It can stay the same. They're not fixed. They're decided each year um, by owners in general meeting. And uh, as I say, they they can change. So just bear in mind, if you bought into a scheme and you've been told what the levies are going to be, uh, they can change at the next general meeting. That could be either up or down. Each year, the strata company has to raise enough money to pay the expenses of uh, running the strata scheme. That's maintenance, repairs, paying strata management fee, so paying, fixed paying, any, paying yeah. any lawyers if you've got lawyers engaged, which I'd always recommend, and uh, paying all the other things, the electricity, et cetera, that needs to be paid by the strata company. So they can go up, they can go down, not always going to be at the level um, that... Uh, I think sometimes there's a misunderstanding out there that people think that the levy's actually going to the strata manager. Yeah. That's, and, why that's, is, and why is the strata manager spending so much on our property? Because I can get a gardener a lot cheaper than that. In, indeed. Um, so, that, yeah, yeah, owners who bought in, um, once they see the account, will understand that the strata management fee, uh, which goes to the strata manager, is only a small part a one line either, of, yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, of all of the expenses that a strata company uh, so with the, the so with the levies, the levies are basically instalments of an annual budget. The annual budget is a fixed and variable cost of the property, um, and some uh, maybe possible additional allowances in case as required, but um, nominated on the budget. Yeah. So look, um, w- w- once you're in, m- make sure you have a look at the draft budgets that are presented to you 
uh, each year as part of the paperwork given to you in preparation for an annual general meeting that I want to talk about. Those budgets can range in small schemes from just a few thousand dollars a year in the larger schemes to millions of dollars a year So and get very complex. So you need to understand what's in those budgets. If you don't understand, I would encourage owners to contact the Strata Manager or the Strata Council uh, to ask any questions before the annual general meeting that I now want to talk about. Annual general meeting, every Strata company has to have one. It is your best opportunity to ask questions of your councillors about what has happened. It's your best opportunity to understand what has gone on in the scheme and what issues it may face in the next year and to have a say about what the budget should be, what the levy should be, what the insurance should be. All of those things are decided at the AGM. So I encourage all owners, please turn up to your AGM. If you can turn up um, personally, please do so. You can uh, have someone else turn up for you, a so-called proxy, but it really is best if at all possible, just once a year, make the time to attend a meeting, one hour, two hours, three hours. It's likely to be your largest investment and you should have spent at least that time each year to understand more about what's going on in the scheme and have it have your say. And if you're passionate? Well, if you're really passionate, you can get onto the council. You can nominate, that uh, needs to be in writing, or given to the chairman at the meeting. And if you are really passionate about your investment, about your property, about creating a better community, then yeah, absolutely go for it. Get on the Strata Council. You only have to serve a one-year term. If you don't like it, you don't have to re-stand. You can if you want, but you don't have to. And it is a volunteer role. You're not going to get paid for it. Often, sometimes, perhaps you won't even get thanked for it. But it is an important group of owners uh, who are given the responsibility of governing or managing uh, the affairs of the strata company with the assistance of a manager if you've got one. So um, please consider nominating for strata council and really looking after your, your investment. Beautiful. That's it, I think. They're the That's key it. things that uh, that I'd recommend that owners consider once they've brought in. I was actually going to ask you though, Mark, and, and I probably should have jumped in, but we were speaking about the, the lot and the responsibility of the lot and what is actually common property. For those people out there who might be confused when looking at their strata plan or may not be given the correct guidance, we can actually come to you, can't we, and get a definition of a lot boundary. So yeah, it's well, actually it, an it, outline of an interpretation. Yeah, most most schemes, most most schemes, it's not needed. Most schemes in Western Australia have what I call standard boundaries, which is internal services of what you can see on the plan. But if you do have any doubts, queries, or concerns about what you own as part of your lot and what's common property, then I would encourage you to speak to your strata manager if you have one or your strata council, and they would usually then be able to engage a lawyer to assist in providing a clear statement of what's inside each lot, what forms part of each lot versus uh, what's common property. We, we often do provide those uh, statements for strata companies about what common property consists of, what's part of. Mm, alleviates a lot of confusion in some instances. Yes. Wonderful. It's been great speaking with you again today, Mark. So Mark from Mark Atkinson, we really appreciate your time. Mark from Atkinson Legal signing off. Thank you very much.